Welcome to the Holistic Psychiatrist Podcast, a place for inspiration, insight, and information on holistic mental health. Join your host, Dr. Alice Lee, and discover critical information on safe, effective psychiatric medication withdrawal. Explore new ideas that enlighten and expand the mind with cutting-edge authors and experts, along with former patients as they share their miraculous healing journeys. It's time to build your well-being from the thought up. It's time for the Holistic Psychiatrist Podcast. Here's your host, Dr. Alice Lee. Hello and welcome to the Holistic Psychiatrist Podcast, where building well-being from the thought up creates miraculous healing journeys. I'm your host, Dr. Alice Lee, the Holistic Psychiatrist practicing in Lehigh, Utah. Today, I'm excited to introduce to you my guest, Shizaki. The purpose of our podcast today is to help those who are interested in training programs in holistic wellness, who might be interested in holistic psychotherapy as a career or in social work, that you might be able to gain some helpful information and insights on that. Because so many people wonder about what the right career path and program might be to apply to. So many people would like to have helpful insights about the application process and how to get hopefully good scholarships to these programs. And so when I was speaking with Shizaki, who interned with me back in 2020, she was in that process and had a plan set for herself in terms of what she wanted for her career. And she's been very successful in being accepted to all the programs that she applied to. And she was able to get some scholarships into these programs. So I invited her to be on my podcast to share her thinking process, her planning process, and what went behind her ultimate successful launch into the training program of her dreams. So welcome, Shizaki. I'm really happy that you agreed to be on our podcast today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's great to have you. And just wanted to share that when you were an intern with me, you were 22. Right now, you're 24 years old. You graduated from the University of Maryland College Park with a BA in Family Science And you're an avid reader, you journal, and you love cycling. That's a little bit about your background. We can get started maybe with our first question, which is how you got interested in a holistic healing approach. What got you into that whole avenue? Sure. So I was introduced to holistic healing techniques through my parents. I'd say that they really valued integrative approaches and lived holistically. So holistic perspectives were normalized for me growing up. Natural detoxification processes and mindfulness techniques and natural supplement regimens, those were the norm for my family. They were doing that before it was sort of seen as an acceptable lifestyle or there was somewhat less stigma attached to it. But their holistic way of life, from my perspective, was something that I naturally gravitated towards. Mm -hmm. Um, Another reason why I took interest in holistic healing was in witnessing how holistic techniques helped my mom through her experiences with metastatic breast cancer. Wow. Mm -hmm. And although she did succumb to her illness, I did see how 
the integrative techniques that she used prolonged her life, I would say, even Mm -hmm. if it was for a few short years. So at a relatively young age, I saw the power of holistic methods. And then from that, when I began to have a growing interest in psychotherapy, I knew holistic and integrative techniques were things that I wanted to employ in my own work. Wonderful. Well, I'm I'm so sorry that that happened to you and to your mother and that she ultimately succumbed to the illness, but it seems like she left a legacy with you in which you were much more aware of these holistic approaches and you felt that they showed the ability to really mitigate some of the course of the illness in some way that was beneficial for your mom. Certainly. I, I feel like that was my first introduction to the power of holistic healing techniques. Although she had gone through chemotherapy and all of the conventional sort of methods that are used to mitigate the spread of cancer, I feel like those holistic techniques really helped prolong her life, but gave her back some of the quality of life with her latter years before Mm -hmm. succumbing to her illness. And I think sometimes it is these very difficult experiences that we have in our lives that help us to grow in so many ways and prepare us to be more capable as healers. Now, when we met back in, I believe, 2020, tell me a little bit about what your thinking process was at that time and how you went about looking for an internship and how you even decided to reach out to me with an email with what it is that you were looking for. Tell me about that process. Sure. Around my junior year of undergrad, Mm -hmm. coming up onto my senior year, I wanted to prepare myself for my next steps in academia. At the time, I was really unsure of what graduate programs to look into. And I was unsure of what specific degree best suited me and my interests within the field of human services and and mental health. At that point, I had a solidified interest in psychotherapy through my psychology classes and my family science courses, but I had an interest in holistic and integrative methods as a result of my upbringing, though I wasn't at all certain of how those interests could be combined. And then I spent some time researching holistic methods that are used in clinical settings, and I really wanted to further explore whether or not that could be something that I I could envision myself pursuing. And in my research, I came across you and and your website and read about some of the techniques and approaches that you use, like EFT and infinite intention setting, and and those piqued my interest. And I wanted to learn about how those were sort of applied within the context of psychotherapy. Mm -hmm. So I decided to reach out to you and I asked for an informational interview. I felt like I had done a lot of independent research on the field, but I really wanted to get a person's perspective, what your field actually looked like. So I reached out to you, asked for that informational interview. I came up with a list of questions that related to your training and and how to run a private practice, how to incorporate holistic techniques into into psychotherapy, some of the challenges that you faced as well in your field. 
all those mm-hmm. intimate questions, I'd say, that mm-hmm. I struggled to get answers to in, mm-hmm. in my own independent research in the field. And it just so happened that at the end of our conversation, you had offered me the opportunity to intern for you. And I did not at all like expect that to happen from mm-hmm. an informational interview, but I expressed an interest to further align myself with the type of work that you do. And mm-hmm. you so graciously afforded me the opportunity to learn. Yeah, I remember when I first encountered your email, what impressed me was the thoughtfulness of your questions, your obvious interest in this field. At the time, I had been thinking about having an intern to help me with social media and things like that. That would be an area that I would love to continue to have creative ideas about and help and support in. And so that's how you were able to kind of exchange services. Like I was able to help you with learning more about what it's like to be in this field as a holistic clinician. And then you were able to help me in your capacity to help me build on my social media platform. So we started working together and you were able to get some credit for the internship, right? How did you get to do that? Within my program at University of Maryland, a part of my major, there was a internship requirement that Mm. one has to sort of go through to graduate. And when I had come across the opportunity to intern for you, it was sort of before that class, that course that I had to take for an internship even started. It just so happened that your internship came along at a time where I really needed it to happen. Mm. Um, Even though I wasn't necessarily looking for it through an informational interview, it just sort of worked out that way. And I was able to gain uh, credit through all of the work that we had done with your social media. And we were able to exchange services in that way. I was able to learn so much from you, but also able to receive course credit for it, which was Mm. excellent. Wow, that's great. Just to jump into the next question, which you just hinted at, and that is that you learned through this internship. And I wanted to ask if you could share with those who are listening, what kind of things we did to help you learn and what kind of things you felt you got from that internship that was valuable for you? I would say in reflecting on my experience as your intern, I was really able to truly learn of the transformative power of holistic healing, the accounts of your patients through your newsletters, some of the literature that we discussed together, your own experiences as a psychiatrist, but also through employing holistic techniques in my own life with my own struggles. I always knew of holistic methods and and how profound the, the, the impact that they have on, on others are, but learning more about how to apply them and incorporate them into one's own routine was something mm-hmm. that I was so appreciative of and, and really mm-hmm. valued. At the time of my internship, I was really at a transitional stage in my life transitioning from undergrad into figuring out what my next steps were in in academia. I was 
really crippled by my own mental health struggles with anxiety. But with you introducing me to holistic techniques like intention setting, like mindfulness methods, the importance of natural supplement regimens that are very much connected to one's own mental health outcomes. When I continually put those into practice, my mental health and my my anxiety became so much more manageable. From that, I was really able to fully comprehend the impact of holistic healing through my own experience Mm. as I was going through the internship with you. Well, that's wonderful. I'm glad that that helped you in so many different ways. Maybe we can have you share some of the different kinds of readings that you were exposed to and maybe some of the books that you found interesting when we were doing the internship. Well, one of the first ones that we had looked through and arguably all of them were impactful, but I would say this particular book was the most impactful for me was The Path of a Dream Healer by Adam. I was so interested in how holistic healing worked. I mean, I saw the the impact through my experiences and things that we had spoke about within the context of my internship, but really getting to see, read about someone's experience with how to heal. That was something that was very surprising to me. It wasn't something that I had seen before or I had been exposed to. And that was one of the books that was most impactful for me, just being able to see healing or read about it from the perspective of of a healer. That was one of the pieces of literature that I I really valued and still go back to at times, Mm. too. Yeah, that was a pretty profound book for me too, as I was starting out in energy medicine and I was working with an energy medicine mentor. That was one of the very first books I read as well that she had recommended. And so Adam wrote that book, I believe when he was in high school and shortly after he had helped one of his favorite rock stars heal from pancreatic cancer using energy medicine. And also Adam had always been able to see people's energy fields very easily. It was an innate skill that he had so that he used his innate abilities and talked about them in his book. And it really helped me as I was starting to learn about energy medicine to be able to have greater faith in this kind of invisible energy field that I couldn't see. But obviously could be utilized for really powerful healing outcomes. Absolutely. I also struggled to fully understand that invisible field of healing, but through his story, it just was very inspiring to me as a like aspiring healer. Getting to see real impact of that was mm-hmm. something that I really, really enjoyed. I'm, I'm glad to hear that it was one of the first pieces of literature that got you interested in in energy medicine, because Mm -hmm. I say it's the same sort of experience that I had as well. So we had a lot of different conversations when we were working together. One of the things that I was very impressed about in working with you is how you come up with really insightful questions. It's almost like you had a broad, holistic perspective already, and your questions came from that perspective. 
So I think that it was really important during the internship that you were active, that I found you actively curious and open and helping me as a mentor to support you by being able to understand what it is that you needed to learn or that you were curious about. Sometimes your questions were very insightful in terms of the social aspects of holistic medicine or holistic interventions within the context of the typical traditional or allopathic approaches. And you would ask questions about how it's possible that something that could be so helpful holistically wouldn't be accepted as mainstream, for example. Those are some of the things that we talked about and some of the ways in which we explored holistic healing. Sure. I was very curious about holistic work and I was very surprised to know that some of the techniques that are used within holistic work weren't utilized or accepted within mainstream psychotherapy. I at times felt a little bit frustrated about what like why that that was happening. There are so many instances where these methods are really healing people, healing communities. They can be quite useful in people's lives. And I was very frustrated to know that frown upon some of those methods and aren't willing to look at people in a holistic way. Because I think when you look at someone through an integrative sort of lens, you're able to sort of understand them more. And to me, through some conventional methods, how can you willingly diagnose someone or identify what's quote unquote wrong with them without really looking at the person through a holistic lens, through an integrative lens? So I was very curious to understand why there was such a disconnect between holistic sort of approaches and and conventional ones and why specifically conventional methodology didn't want to be associated with any sort of holistic methods. Right. And instead of being open to all forms of healing, I feel like the conventional or traditional approach tends to see them as competitors or adversaries and very actively tries to discourage MDs or physicians to explore other avenues for their patients, which I think is a disservice for our medical field. Because if we're truly looking out for a patient, we should be open to all sorts of healing approaches. And we shouldn't think of other specialties as being enemies. They are colleagues. They can be in their own specialty. They can be extremely useful and helpful. So we're all pieces of the whole puzzle. And so I agree with you that it's something that I hope as younger people go into clinical fields, that their mindset will start to change the way we see people who are, quote, sick, because to continually stay in the same paradigm without really questioning it will continue to keep the medical profession stuck and other clinical fields stuck as well. One of the things I wanted to know, because at the time that you were doing the internship, I know that you were looking at all sorts of different ways in which you could 
develop and grow your interest and find a career path for yourself. So how did you ultimately decide on your career path? Like, how did you finally decide that you wanted to go into a graduate program in social work? I decided that I wanted to be a clinician with a holistic concentration as a result of my own experience. As a young child in therapy and continuing therapy now into my adult life, I saw how the clinicians I had seen throughout my life were such positives and that their impact led to my own healing. And I knew solely based on that, that I wanted to do that for other people, helping people progress through their struggles, persevere through their adverse situations. I knew I wanted to make a positive impact on someone's life in the same way that those clinicians did for me. I wanted to integrate holistic methods into my own aspiring clinical career because I knew through working with you that integrative techniques really promote long-term healing in a way that conventional methods sometimes just don't. Mm -hmm. And I also understood that to genuinely help people and manage and or heal their struggles, it's incredibly difficult to do so without considering their five levels of being and how each of those impact them. I settled on my interest on on clinical social work from my former therapist, who was also a clinical social worker. And he really helped me hone my interests in mental health and really showed me how clinical social work could be an option for me. I was toying with the idea of going to medical school versus going to graduate school and getting an MSW. And I was really torn between the two, but I think through working with you and working with my therapist as well, helped me figure that out. And I felt like the best fit for me was clinical social work, because I think in a way it does sort of lend itself into holistic perspectives. You're looking at things through an integrative lens. So that's why I think I settled on clinical Mm -hmm. social work and, and what called me to it. Yeah, that's a wonderful response and very thorough. So once you made that decision, can you share what programs you applied to and why you chose those programs? Sure. I applied to three programs, Masters of Social Work programs at three different universities, New York University, Boston University, and the University of Pittsburgh, all of with a clinical concentration. And I applied to each of these programs because, of course, their reputations precede them. But that entirely aside, I felt as though each of those programs were committed to training clinicians that are willing to make progressive and radical changes within the mental health field in efforts to help communities and individuals in need to achieve optimal mental health outcomes, which, of course, aligned with my own aspirations. But I was impressed by their willingness to challenge conventions Hmm. and their willingness to look at mental health through an integrative lens and their efforts to train clinicians to look at situations that may arise in their own practices holistically 
rather than looking at them solely through a limited worldview. I ultimately chose the MSW program at NYU because Mm -hmm. of their dedication to mental health advocacy and Mm -hmm. their mission to help make mental health services accessible to disinvested communities Mm -hmm. and disenfranchised communities. Because oftentimes such communities are forgotten and, and those are the exact communities that I hope to serve one day. I also chose NYU's MSW program because I felt like their mission aligned very closely to my own, which is to eliminate disparities within communities, specifically in connection to access to mental health resources that are culturally sensitive, that are conscious, but also allow their students the freedom to explore integrated methods within their curriculum. Well, I know you were a little bit nervous about being really open and direct about how you wrote your essay. And can you share a a little bit about your experiences honing your essay to them, how you expressed your holistic interest and things like that? Quite nervous about expressing my holistic interest just because I know sometimes they're, they're not as accepted, but I wanted to be true to my interests. So In my personal statements, I wrote extensively about my intention to develop a private practice that, of course, serves marginalized communities through integrated techniques. I had mentioned some of the techniques by name, emotional freedom techniques and thought field therapy, some of the things that we had discussed within the context of my internship with you. I also wanted to enmesh those holistic methods into psychotherapy to heal communities. but. And most importantly, I'd say to also mend deep-rooted distrust that many people have in health practitioners and in our larger medical and, and health system that have caused communities to struggle with mental health management. I wrote about my own mental health struggles that fueled my desire to sort of make an impact within the social work field. But I also wrote about how I aim to use holistic methods to help foster positive long-term healing for individuals rather than short-term symptom mitigation or management. Wow. That's really putting yourself out there. And (laughs) that takes a lot of courage. Not only did you talk about your interest in holistic approaches, but you also shared a little bit of your personal journey and healing process. So how were the responses to that essay from all of these universities? I was pleasantly surprised by the responses that I got from them. I really struggled with being vulnerable in my applications, talking about myself, talking about my experiences is not something that I'm always comfortable with, but I I wanted to be true to my interests. I, I wanted to give these programs a glimpse into what I want to do, but I, I was pleasantly surprised by their reaction. I got into every program that I applied to, which I was completely floored by. I I did not expect (laughs) that at all. (laughs) I did not expect that at all. I did not expect to receive substantial scholarships from all the programs either. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I was very humbled by that, but I did not expect that at all. So Mm -hmm. um, my experience speaks to the power of just being vulnerable and and putting yourself out there. It's not comfortable 
always. It takes some adapting to, to be comfortable with that sort of thing. But when you are true to your interests, when you are honest with your intentions, they do pay off. So <laughs> um, even though it's not the most comfortable thing to do, it, it does have benefits to it. I will say that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really great that your decision to be authentic and express where you stand met with such an openness in all of these different programs. It's something that other people need to understand because so many times there's the assumption that in order for someone to get into a good program, they can't have any weaknesses. They can't have any struggles in their lives, that everything has to be perfect and and they're perfect and there's no suffering in their lives at all, no struggles. And that's how they're going to impress the people who are reviewing these essays. But I do believe that what you wrote about must have stood out from all of these other essays that were trying to impress the reviewers because you were being so authentic and it takes courage to be that open and to be vulnerable. Sure. Like I said, I was I was very nervous about it. I am a very private person. I do not like to speak about myself. I do not like to always share my experiences and be vulnerable. That's something I, I continually struggle with today. But there there is value in, in that. And I, I had mm-hmm. to keep telling myself that to your point about presenting oneself as as perfect or or without struggle was something that I had to reflect a lot on when I was writing these personal statements because I did think that that was what a lot of these programs were looking for. Mm-hmm. And in doing my research, going to a lot of the informational sessions, I was told that that's not what they wanted. They don't want the shiny sort of perfect delicately wrapped story. Life is not without struggle. It's not without strife. And it's a good thing to sort of embrace that. So from that sort of direction, I forced myself to sort of open up in that way. It did bode results. So I I can say that for sure. Yeah, that's really wonderful. And I think it's really great that you were offered scholarships to each of those programs. And you did decide on NYU. The scholarships, what does it cover the money that they were able to provide? I was lucky enough to receive scholarships from all of the programs I applied to. And most of the scholarships covered a large portion of my tuition costs, with the exception of housing costs. So I was lucky enough to get a large portion of my tuition and total degree costs taken care of. So that was something that I really appreciated and was very grateful to receive. But I, I do believe that that there are scholarships available to students and that they are attainable. I can attest to that from my own experience, but I know oftentimes students assume that scholarships are hard to come by or they're difficult to receive or or even qualify for. I, I was one of those students at one point. I was afraid to apply to scholarships because I just thought I wasn't qualified for them, but they are available to students. You, you just have to search and, and exhaust your resources, apply to scholarships through your specific program at the university you plan to attend, or apply to ones that are specific to your interests, not only your academic interests, but your personal interests as well. 
I wouldn't say ignore the scholarships with the smaller awards either, because a lot of times students are attracted to the scholarships with the larger awards. But with the smaller scholarships, they often sometimes have fewer applicants, which sort of increase your, your likelihood of, of being a recipient of that scholarship. So I wouldn't turn away from the, the smaller scholarship either because, you know, they, they do add up. NYU afforded me nearly half the cost of, of my total degree through a merit-based scholarship. So it, it is possible to get them. It is possible. And out of all of the programs that I applied to, NYU was the most expensive out of them all. Mm-hmm. But through the substantial scholarship that I received, NYU ended up being the most affordable for me. Oh, um, wow. Mm-hmm. So that is a testament to the power of, of scholarships. I know sometimes they're a bit intimidating to sort of apply to, but they are worth it. They are worth your time and, and they are attainable as well. I know some people listening right now are going to ask, they're thinking in their mind, do I need to have straight A's and perfect test scores or whatever in order to get this wonderful result. What do you have to share about that for those people who worry that they're not good enough for these programs? To be quite honest, I was that that same sort of skeptical student at one point. I would listen to people and and say, oh, I need to be at the top 1% of my class. I need to have the perfect ACT, SAT score, the highest GRE score imaginable. But the reality is not, these programs aren't looking for the, the perfect sort of score, the perfect sort of GPA. From my experience, they're interested in one's own experience, what one's interests are, how can you further their program's mission, those sort of real questions that, that they want answers to. It's, it's, it's not just about the test scores and the GPA because I was that student when it in applying to some of these graduate programs, the entire time I was doubting my ability to get into these programs. I knew that I wanted to go to them. I, I knew that I wanted to get in. I knew that I had put in the work to make myself as competitive as I could. But I, I can tell you, I do not have the best GPA ever. My test scores aren't in the top 5%. But somehow these programs did take a liking to me. And I think it's It has to do a lot with being vulnerable in your personal statements and making sure to express the impact that you want to make, as opposed to just focusing on the numbers. I know that's something that's drilled into our minds. That's the most important. But in attending a lot of the information sessions that I attended, not just for the programs that I applied to, but other ones that the test scores and and stuff were really the back burner of what they were looking for. The personal statements and things really held weight, but um, mm-hmm. don't allow numbers to to mm-hmm. uh, deter you from applying to your dream school, your dream program. Wonderful. I'm glad that you shared that. And I guess that you've already answered the next question I was going to ask you, which is any suggestions for young college students who share similar interest in holistic healing. Do you have some additional suggestions for them as they struggle and kind of in similar situations and trying to decide what they want to do with the rest of their lives? My advice to any young college student is to explore your interests. Don't allow your program's curriculum to stifle you or your interests. If you have varied and diverse interests, specifically as it relates to holistic approaches, make sure that the classes that you choose to take are reflective of those interests. 
I loved my psychology classes. I loved my family science courses, but I also took classes in natural science, in nutrition, public health, social policy. All of those I found value in and helped me gain a better understanding of how to best serve communities that I hope to you know, serve one day. You shouldn't allow others to deter you from creating the career path that you see for yourself. It is so easy to get discouraged because of the comments or opinions or projections of others. But if you know what you want, if you know the outcome that you want for yourself, don't allow others to make you question that. And that is something that I struggled with quite a lot when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. I would say if I was speaking to my younger self, that's something that I would want to know. Well, I wish you were around to speak to my younger self when I was going to college. (laughs) That was really spot on. I I agree with you 100%. I think maybe that's why I'm a holistic psychiatrist, because I don't have the same mindset as maybe many of the medical practitioners in the field. And I probably would have been happier in some other field, but I did let a lot of other people determine my career path. I didn't explore a lot of the things that I personally was interested in in college. But ultimately, I guess I ended up in a field that maybe felt a little alien, a little bit not a good fit for me. And I later on made it fit. <laughs> like, oh, well, I'm, I'm here. So let's, let's change it and make it fit for me. So it's never too late to make the career what it is that you need it to be. Even in my situation, after I've been in a field for many years and in some ways felt pigeonholed into doing something that I didn't feel comfortable doing. We're almost at the end of our podcast. I have one last question for you. And that is what you want to create in your future career. I think you've already touched on that, but why don't we get a chance to kind of see what you want to pursue and what path you want to take? Well, like like I had said before, my aim is really to assist oppressed communities achieve optimal mental health outcomes through no holistic methods but also to mend the distrust communities have of health practitioners and things of that nature, but also to empower individuals that are afflicted with mental health struggles. Quite often in some conventional methods too, they're focused on the weaknesses of of, of someone and not so much their strengths. And I really want to sort of empower people that that are having mental health struggles. But through that, it is my hope that I'm able to provide equitable, integrative mental health services that are accessible to disinvested communities. I think that's something that's very important to me. But I would also like to mitigate the stigma around holistic work and create real cultural change around people's perception of the importance of mental health, particularly as it relates to communities. I, of course, do not have every step entirely figured out, but Mm -hmm. I know that it is certainly the type of impact that that I'm hopeful I'm, I'm able to create. Yeah, that's a wonderful goal. The very first time I ran across energy medicine was through a social worker 
who was serving people through the mobile treatment unit that he worked in. His name is Mark Botnick, and he was also interviewed in one of my podcasts. He was the one that taught me emotional freedom technique. I ran across him because he was serving people who were too sick to go to their outpatient clinics. And so he would go into their homes as a part of the mobile treatment team to help those people who were even too sick to come to an outpatient private practice. He was very much dedicated to helping others in lasting ways, empowering them. He continues to do so even now in his private practice. He's very popular. He has a long list of people who want to see him as a clinician. He's very effective in helping people using some of the techniques that he's learned and taught me as well. So I think you're going to be in good company with lots of clinicians who share very similar desires and who've already created their dream practices as seasoned clinicians. So I really wish you the very best as you move forward with your graduate program. I think you're going to do really well and that because of your love for learning and your uh, sincere desire to help other people, I think you're going to be able to absorb all of that information because you can see value in what you, you're learning. It's not just about getting a good grade in a class, but you can actually say, oh, this is good for me to know this because I can use it in this or that situation. Sure. Thank you so much. And I am really excited for what the future holds for me, particularly as it relates to you know my clinical career. But the path that I'm on now, I don't think I would have been on had I not been able to be introduced to holistic work through you. I think you really helped me hone my interests and, and really helped me figure how I can implement holistic work in the field that I, I feel is best suited for me. Although I'm really excited for things to come, I, I really appreciate your willingness to help me learn through you and your experiences, because I think I would have had a harder time doing that without you. So I, I just <laughs> want to wholeheartedly thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> that was really sweet. And thank you so much for that. It makes my day, obviously, that I can make a positive difference in your life. So really appreciate that. You can feel comfortable sharing with others. Having worked with you has been really wonderful. I I think by helping you to learn a little bit more about holistic approaches, I've certainly grown because I've had to recommend certain books or we talk about certain subjects and your your questions were so insightful and helpful. So they challenge me to kind of come up with insightful answers and things that explain the situation or or help you understand how certain supplements work. I think that I've grown definitely from being someone who can mentor a young college student like you. And it was really fun. And I really appreciate all the help that you gave me for the social media platforms. I think you had some really creative ideas and they definitely were helpful. So all in all, I think it's been a very enriching experience for both of us. And I'm really excited about your future. I know that you're going to be able to make a really powerful, positive impact and that it will have very positive ripple effects in the communities that you serve. So as you go out there after your training program is over, don't let the problems overwhelm you because 
Anytime you put something positive into the ground, it's like planting a seed and it takes time sometimes for it to grow and develop and flourish. So, so thank you so much for everything that you've done and all the things that you are about to do. Thank you for affording me the opportunity to, to be your intern. And I'm so glad that I was able to come on the podcast and talk Mm -hmm. to you and then get into Mm -hmm. holistic work and what, what that might look like. Yeah. I hope that people who are listening will find support and really a lot of good ideas in their journey in terms of where they want to go with their career. I think it's very comforting for a lot of people to hear that you don't have to be the best. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to wow everybody with how flawless you are as a person, but that you could be yourself. You can be authentic. You can share what your interests are in holistic approaches and you can find programs that really love that and can accept you for who you are. And that's the best program for each individual. (laughs) All right. Well, for those of you who've been listening to our podcast, I hope you've enjoyed the experience. And if you've enjoyed today's content, please subscribe to this weekly podcast for more informative insights on holistic psychiatry. And also please subscribe to my holistic updates on my website, holisticpsychiatrist.com for wonderful stories and developments from a holistic practice and where you'll find links to all my social media platforms. In addition, on my website, if you want, you can sign up for the full script program where you can access lots of supplements that are oftentimes restricted to just clinicians use. So I hope that you'll join us next week. Let's keep building our well-being from the thought up and have a wonderful, joyful week. I look forward to having you join us next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. The content provided by this podcast is for informational purposes only and has not been approved by the US FDA. This podcast is not intended to provide personal medical advice, which should be obtained from a medical professional. An ironic media production. Visit us at ironic media.com.